Hey guys, welcome back to Clamps Talks, proudly, proudly presented by Unk Entertainment. Um, you know, it's Sunday, Sunday evening. I never really do podcasts on the evenings, but I've been wanting to do one about me hitting a year sober. And, you know, I just been I don't know, I've been out some other shit lately, you feel me? Like, um, you know, so I finally plus I wanted to make this one just right. So what I wanted to do for this podcast. So uh first I'ma speak about, you know, what's been going on with me lately, and then um I'm going to talk about what I've learned and my experience over this past year. But then I'm going to do something that I've, I've thought about a few months ago that I want to do. And I'm happy I found this. Um, there was a journal I started to keep from, I think, the second or third day I got to Mary Haven up until maybe a few weeks or so, or I think, before I left, sober, uh, got to, before I came here to Sober Living. So... Uh, what I want to do is, is that I'm probably going to, for the next week or so, I'm going to read, with every podcast, I'm going to read a section from this journal, an entry from this journal. You feel me? I don't know how much I'm going to do each day, but, you know, so I get to, got to share with you guys, you feel me, like what, you know, I guess where my head was at, you know what I mean? So, you know, because as they say, your story making make help other people or other struggling addicts, struggling addicts, <laughs> I said that's so weird. Uh, it may help some other struggling addicts, so we gonna, that's what we're going to do. We're going to get back to what we're supposed to be doing. You feel me? So, yeah. Stick with me, guys. Thanks for listening. Okay. Uh, about a year and a week ago, you know what I mean? Like, I, um, you know, there's a lot of shit going on in my life. As I, as I spoke about on the podcast before, so most of you who know me personally know about it already. You know, I was, you know, was really in a, in a, just a bad place. You know what I mean? Like, with homelessness and, and, um, you know, um low on money and feeling almost stuck, you know, stuck in this this this, this rut, They're stuck in this hole. Like when you're a I feel like when you're I don't know about other addictions, but I feel like definitely when you're a, a coke addict or alcoholic, especially me, I was both, you feel me? Like you feel very, very trapped. Like I felt very in a small box that I was that that I knew I needed to get out of, but I was afraid to even attempt to get out of. Because it's easy to stay in that position, it's kind of like, you know, almost like, uh, what they say about battered women, you know what I mean, like, you know, they, they, it's easier just to stay in that situation versus facing that fear of trying to get out of it, you know what I mean, so, but don't, don't, don't quote me on that, I don't want nobody coming at my neck about that, but, um, so I just felt, like, very, uh, trapped, you know what I mean, like, and it was so weird because, like, there was, you know, with the people I knew, there was so, it was easy to run to this person or that person that drinks or whatever to, to keep doing what I was doing, keep on this same spiral, you know what I mean, like, and, you know, so, when I made that decision that day, July 2nd, 2020, you know, I remember that day, I was just standing out in the, you know, I was, I slept outside in the park, in Enola Park, I hadn't showered in, like, three weeks, and I smelled terrible, I remember I was on the, um, out on the bus, I don't know why I got on the bus, I got on the bus because the bus was free, the code was free, I got on the bus because, for one, it had AC. It was 94 degrees outside that day. It was fucking hot as shit. I'm sweating. I got a book bag on my back. You feel me? And there's these two African-American older ladies that was on the bus. And if y'all know anything about older black women, they don't give a fuck. They talking head. So, you know, I smelled kind of bad, and they were talking about me. And I could hear them talking about me. One of them had her nose covered and all that and stuff. So I got off the bus. I saw somebody said they got it was giving out free food at this place on uh, off West Broad Street, right in Franklinton in the bottoms. So I go there, I get some free food, and they have a big you a bar of soap and some and a bottled water. So I stand there in this alleyway and I, you know, I, I I take the little bird bath or whatever you want to call it. I had a clean shirt and my book bag and you know, so that. Then I went to 
the library, the down the grant, the library on Grant, the main main branch. And I remember I lost my phone was broken at that point, so I needed to. I wanted to try to get a hold of people. I wanted to get a hold of people. I just wanted to get a hold of somewhere to go. Yeah, you know I mean, I wanted to get a hold of somewhere to go. You know what I mean? So, and I ended up talking to my stepdad, and he was the one that suggested that I go to, you know, go to, you know, the ER and go to rehab. And after that, it took me, I don't know, about an hour, two hours to figure out what I wanted to do. I could, I was standing at the corner of Broad and Grant, and I was like, I could either catch the bus and go back to campus and try to hustle up, change, get a beer, and end up right back in the same spot later that night, or I could go the opposite direction and go to Grant Medical Center. So it was like, and don't get me wrong, I made that trip back and forth up the street more than a couple times. Walking down to, to Grant, turning around, and walking back up to Broad and back and forth. Yeah, you know, I got on the bus a couple times and got almost to Broad and High before I got off. You know what I mean? It was it was a close one. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it was no easy task. I, you know what I mean? If I hadn't just, you know, let, you know, let everything go and decided to do it. Like, it was so weird because, like... I didn't know how much relief it would be just to let everything go. Like, okay, like, and because me, I don't like to accept failure. You know what I mean? So it's like, so, I, and I had to accept that I was wrong and admit that I was wrong about my life, that I had this under control. I had nothing under control. You know what I mean? I had, and, you know, to look, look at the facts. I'm always a fact person. I am a logic and fact person. And I, as I told myself, look at the facts. You're homeless. You're carrying around a book bag on your back that has your dirty clothes in it and your birth certificate and shit like that or whatever. Your life is out of a book bag. There's no way you can convince yourself, let alone anybody else, that your life isn't shit right now. So, I went. You know, and luckily at the ER, you know, our blood pressure was high, so they give you some medicine or withdrawing to give you this thing, this wonderful thing called Ativan. Man, Ativan is my shit. All the shakes and all that shit are gone. It just calms you down. I was just so drained. Emotionally, mentally, definitely physically dehydrated. You know what I mean? I was just drained. Just, you know. So, after you get out, they let you out the ER. They give you a, you know, a, a cab voucher to go to, to Mary Haven. And it's up to you to get in that cab or not. And I did. And they think you just went to detox and, you know, locked in there. And it was over 4th of July weekend, which was ironic because... It was so empty there. I know that place is always filled. The one on South High Street is always filled, but it was empty this weekend. It was like people had their own rooms. I don't know if you've ever been there before. People had their own rooms, which is rare. I don't know. I've never been there before, but people were telling me that. And they told me it's 4th of July weekend. People were out getting fucked up and having fun. They'll be here on Monday. You know what I mean? So I stayed there for five days, and then um, I went to Mary Haven, you know, the residential out on Alm Creek. And, you know, I... That was a, definitely a, a, a shitty experience. You know what I mean? Like, it was just, like, it was, you couldn't, we were confined to this, this this quarters, you know what I mean? Like, that was no bigger than, I would say, my house. It was no bigger than my house. You laid it all down on the, on the ground, you know what I'm saying? It was, you know, so, uh, you know, there had a TV room that was had two big-ass industrial fans in it, and it was just blowing around hot air because there was no air conditioning. Air conditioning wasn't working. I don't know why it wasn't working. In the rooms that worked, but not in the hallways and not in the in the in the you know the main room or whatever the you know, um, so that was like I don't know that was just weird. And then on top of that, we couldn't smoke. You feel me? You couldn't you couldn't see your you couldn't you couldn't get into your belongings. When they took your belongings, what they did was they handed them from one person that was at the other Mary Haven to the to the other person that was taking you to the other to the residential. You don't get to touch your belongings at all. You know what I mean? I don't know why, but you just don't. Maybe they think you have something in there or something, whatever. So, I, um, you know, I just start, um, 
um, trying to think to myself, trying to tell myself not to run away. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to tell myself, you know, like, I'm like, man. And there's this guy I went with, his name was Corey, who was in the van with me and went there. And we got there and he told him that he, there was a lockdown facility, kind of, you feel me? And he was like, nah, he left. I ended up meeting him three or four weeks later at the rehab I went to. And, you know, because he finally came back. But, um, so, um... So while I'm there, I'm just like, all right, and they hand you, you know, they hand you this, 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 this notepad that I have in my hand right now. This, I don't know, this, this notebook means so much to me, man. Um, because they tell you, you know, well, if you write about your feelings, you know, you'll feel better. Or if you don't, and I'm stubborn, so they're like, if you don't want to write about your feelings, just write about what you're going through. And that's what I started doing. You know, so, um, I'm gonna get to the, the, um the freaking, the, the, um, the journal here in a minute, but, so, as the first week, you know, the first night, they have a group there, and there's people that are these doing these leads, because they're leaving that week, and I'm actually looking at these people, like, oh, I can't wait to be you, I can't wait to, to, you know, to, you know, to, to, to reach what y'all reach or whatever, but a lot of people that were there have been there before, multiple times, actually, what was weird is this, I had knew I knew about people overdosing and people getting laced with fentanyl before I got to Mary Haven, but when I got to Mary Haven, I realized people literally just do fentanyl. The majority of people that were in there, some of their drug of choice, fentanyl. I I, I was so thrown off. I was like, bro, motherfuckers just really do fentanyl, bro. I thought that was killing people. They were like, nah, bro, that's that shit stronger than heroin. What's that say what now? Oh, I was I was like, oh okay, well, <laughs> fuck me. You know what I mean? So, um. So it was like, um, like it, that was a, a thing. But I had to, I realized I was so like in this, this heart and state of like not want to interact with people because I'm just so stubborn. I'm Scotty. I'm not like y'all and blah, blah, blah. But then I realized like one day and I'm like, like that, that, that next day, I'm like, no, I have to be me. I'm a vibrant social person. I have to be that. You know what I mean? And as boom, you know what I mean? I'm just that person, you know? Chatting with people, getting to know people, seeing people heads at, you know, some people you like more than others, some people are just out there. And this one guy from New York or New Jersey, he talked, he had that New York accent on shit. He didn't like me at first. He was like, This motherfucker retarded. He thought I was crazy. You feel me? But um, so after about, you know, you spend between twenty one and thirty days at Mary Haven Residential before you go to a um uh um, you know, a, another rehab facility, like maybe Lighthouse or First Step or whatever the case. So I spent the first two weeks there, and then they're like, they're like, okay, well, now you need to figure out which way you want to go to, so we can, you know, because you put an application in to go to this other these rehabs, and you have they have to accept you. So I put them on the first step because their brochure, brochure said I get to have my cell phone, and we get to smoke. No, I had to get my cell phone up when I got there. We got the smoke though, but so I went there, and um. After that, I couldn't wait. Cause I remember by the time I left Mary Haven, when I was doing my lead to leave, like everybody there had was like a, was a fan of mine. You know what I mean? And I'm not exaggerating. They were all just fan of mine. They were just like that boy, cause they knew I was just being me. You feel me? They're like that boy crazy. You feel me? Actually, let me tell you guys the story. There was a guy there. Um, I forget his name, but he um he was was a homosexual. He was gay. You feel me? And he took was very fond of me. You know what I mean? Very fond of me. He wanted to play. We we would be up. Because my counselor gave me a radio. There's no radios in this bitch. My counselor gave me a fucking boombox radio to use. 
So I'm sitting there listening to music and stuff, you feel me, like, and, you know, he wanted me to play cards with him at nighttime, because they, because they, after lights out, they don't really care what you do as long as you're just being quiet, you know what I mean, so we're playing cards or whatever, or whatever, he, and he starts, like, you know, my, that's how I met my friend Justin, my friend Justin was his roommate, and, um, he started, like, you know, making passes at me, you know what I mean, like, and I'm like, all right, bro, like, I'm not, you know, with they's asking me questions and shit, like, have I ever done stuff with a dude before? I'm like, yeah, bro, I done dibble and dabble, whatever, you feel me? Like, but he's making really hardcore passes at me, and I'm, like, rushing, and I'm like, bro, all right, chill out, bro. Like, you know what I mean, trying to, you know, trying to, trying to uh, put his leg between, his foot between my legs and shit. I'm like, yo, chill out across the table. I'm like, yo, chill out. I keep trying to shut him down nicely. Like, bro, chill out, bro. Let's play cards. We playing spade. I mean, we playing tongue. Let's be playing tongue. You feel me? Like, chill out. And he just, you know, he got really mouthy with shit, because he was like, he wrote me this note, and it slid across the table, and I read it out loud, it's gonna read it out loud, because Justin was in the room, but Justin was asleep, though, but it was like, asking if he could kiss me, and I was like, nah, bro, I don't, I told you, bro, I'm not really with that, bro, like, you know what I'm saying, like, and he got more mouthy, and I got up, and just left out the room, that next day, he was having a fucking fit the entire day, about me, and he left rehab, because, you know, he was showing his ass all day, and he left, and he told everybody why he was leaving, because of me, and I'm like, I don't even know this nigga, bro, I've been around this dude for three days, like, I didn't even, okay, fuck it, you feel me, no, no, it was longer, it had to be, like, it was like a week, I was around him, because he was at, he was at detox with me, too, we were playing, we were playing cars at detox, that's where we started playing at residential, but, so I'm like, okay, whatever, fuck it, you know what I'm saying, so, um, that was weird, because I'm like, I don't want nobody going out to the streets because of me, but I didn't do nothing wrong with this nigga, okay, so, I, um, let me fast forward, so I get out of Mary Haven, and, you know, I'm like, all right, my first time being outside in 21 days, you know, or outside of the, the gates of Mary Haven, so I'm just like, oh my god, like, look at this, so I go to first step, I get, get up my phone, and I knew some people that were there already, that some people that already went there before me, so I was like, you know, like, all right, cool, and that place ended up being a lot more children than I thought, I got to, you know, me being social, me being me, I got to know people really well, I'm, you know, me, I'm that person that gotta, that gotta have everybody on their side, so I'm just like, yeah, bro, what's up, blah, blah, you feel me, like, you know, so it was just fun, I got to know the staff really well, and they were really cool, my counselor, Mr. Mark, he was great, I'm talking, like, it wasn't a normal, like, fucking, like, rehab counseling sessions when we would all do, when we would do group with him, it was, we learned about money, we learned about history, we, it's, we learned about life shit, I fuck with Mr. Mark so hard, and he, you know, he, he recognized that I was an intelligent black man, he would come in in the morning, I'd be in his office, like, what's up, I'm like, what you think about these, these damn Republicans, I'm like, bro, you don't want to know, he was a, he was a, you know, God, God-fearing man, you feel me, he, he had a, you know, he worked there, and he owned his own property and shit, he's the type of black man that I would want to be when I'm his age, so I'm taking in everything he talking about, I'm sucking everything up he talking about, you know what I mean, so we get new person in the group, people like, what you think about them, what you think of them, I'm like, bro, I don't know, bro, they seem kind of like they fighting the program, because that's one thing I noticed with people, some people that didn't want to be there, really, they fight the program, they're like, you know, like, oh, this rehab does this, this other one, don't do that, or whatever, they're like, but that's there, this is here, bro, this is how shit goes, so, but, um, we, um, so as we progress, I got to know people a lot more, or whatever, and every, after, because you stay there for between eight and ten weeks, so every four and a half to five weeks, the whole place flips over, there are people, people, by the time you hit your fourth week or fifth week, you're a veteran, and there's new, there's a whole bunch of new people coming in, 
because people, older people, people who are reaching their two months, they're leaving and you're about to leave in a few weeks, but there's other people, people coming in. So, and they told me, they're like, you know, once you've been here for a few weeks, you're going to start wanting to help out people and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, fuck all that. I ain't going to do all that shit. I don't want to take the responsibility. Long and behold, bro, I was with it, bro. You knew, hey, what's up? I'm Scotty. You feel me? Like, I'm happy you're here, bro. You feel me? We going we gonna to get with it, bro. What's up? You like what you like? You like some music? What's up? You feel me? Like, you know, I'm in it. You need some help? You know what I mean? You need some cigarettes? I got you. Because some people come in. Because that's when I came in. I came in there with nothing. I came in there with nothing. You feel me? And these people... It was so weird. Complete strangers to me opening up their hearts to me. People giving me clothes, giving me shirts, giving me pants, giving me, you know what I'm saying, stuff. You feel me? Left and right. You feel me? Like cigarettes, whatever. You need something, Scott, here, bro. What's up? Because they knew they all had been at that point. When you walk in there, you naked. That's what they call it. Because we butt naked. We naked. We ain't got nothing. You feel me? We naked. And we need, we need some deodorant. We need some shampoo. We need something. You feel me? And these people were there giving it. So, of course, when we had new people come in, when I got to my fifth week, I was with it. Like, yo, hey, what's up what you need? Anything you need, bro, hit me up. You feel me? I got you. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? So, it was great because you saw people there that was really willing to help people. But then you also saw people there that were literally manipulative to other people. Like, there were there were women in there trying to take advantage of men, men trying to take advantage of women. You feel me? And people just, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a thing. It was a thing. And we had people that we noticed that was doing what we call bad behavior or old behavior. Where you see they just, you know, don't want to be here. They're trying to bring shit down while they're here. So, I had these pair, one of my counselors brought me a pair of shoes. Because my shoes were falling apart. And he was like, I got some shoes that you could fit at my house. He bring me a pair of shoes. Cool. This girl was there. I can't really say her name because I don't know if she's going to want me to, you know what I mean, just going to want me to, um, you know, say her name. But she was like, it was there, middle-aged white lady, you know, kind of eclectic, you feel me, kind of in her own weird little way or whatever. And I don't know, she had some religion thing that she was with, too, that dark shit or whatever. She was cool, though. You know what I mean? I thought she was cute. I, I think she's cute as fuck. You feel me? Like, but I mean, kind of fucked up life. She's cute as fuck. Glasses and shit. So, um, she had got together with my friend Dennis and wanted to buy me a pair of shoes. And, like, I was surprised. I'm like, no. And my counselor, Miss Marguerite, you know, me having mommy problems, you feel me? Older black lady and just knows how to give me some love and all that shit. Just a cool lady, you feel me? And she's like, baby, Scotty. Because I was against this. I'm like, no. Because I know people give you something, they want something in return. And I'm like, no, I'm, not, I'm okay. My shoes are fine. You know what I mean? She's like, baby, just say thank you. Just take it. It's fine. I think that she's doing it for the right reasons. So I'm like, okay. I take it. I'm like, okay. I order shoes. We order shoes. We get there. There's this other dude there. Um, his name was Aaron, you feel me, and he was talking to this other girl, this girl, you feel me, or whatever, the same girl I'm talking, lady I'm talking about, and he was, they had some thing going on, I don't know if they had going on, whatever, but, apparently he was salty about her buying me some shoes, because he was thinking, I thought that he could buy, get some shit from her, he was, he was a user and abuser, you could just tell by his, by his actions, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know, he, this girl came and saw him, a little heavier girl, and he was talking shit about her, why she was, it was weird, you know what I'm saying, so, um, she, the girl in question, the lady in question that was there, she ends up leaving the program. And people thought this because of, because of this, this dude and something that they got into or whatever. Who knows? But she left before my package with my shoes got there that's in her name. You feel me? So she's gone. Then, a couple days later, we're supposed to get there or whatever. One of the guys, the front desk guy, tells me that, yo, she was going to give you those shoes, but... I talked to Aaron and he told her or he told us that you had said something weird to her or whatever and so she don't want to give you the shoes. I don't know. I hadn't talked to that other girl or whatever. The other girl, she was gone. I had her number. I called her. My friend Dennis actually called her, flipping out, and Dennis is kind of an overboard type dude. I'm like, bro, Dennis, chill the fuck out. 
Dennis, chill out, bro. I'll I'll talk to her, whatever. Dennis jumped the gun. Dennis was that, I don't know. Dennis is a weird, I don't know how to describe Dennis. Older white guy, you feel me? And just for some reason wanted to be friends with me. So, um, we, um, like, so, I, it was a whole ruckus about these shoes for, like, a week. You feel me? Like, and I'm just like, okay, fuck it, bro. I don't need the fucking shoes, whatever, bro. Like, I don't know. I mean, you're telling these people that, that shit that she didn't say or whatever the case may be. I don't know what y'all talking Fuck it. You feel me? Fuck it. So, um, I get to the end of my stay. And I, um, uh, you know, I come here to sober living. And, um, I learned some stuff when I get here. I had a couple friends that died while I was in rehab. My friend Marina Carpenter, God rest her soul. Other person I knew, John, he died. Um, you know, I'm because first I'm checking my Facebook in months. You know what I mean? So, um, I get here and um, ironically enough, about a few weeks after I got here, I got a whole bunch of money from unemployment, and I think that's one reason why I bought a whole bunch of shoes because I didn't get those shoes. But, um, so, and I've been here ever since. And I, you know, what about when I think of myself? What have I learned? I learned that I learned that you can't run away from your problems your entire life. Actually, you can. It's, you know what I mean? You can run away from your problems your entire life, and they can be, you know, your life can be over. Or you can stand up and fight. You know what I mean? I, and I learned that I'm stronger than I actually know. I learned that I have a lot more support than I know. And I know I got a lot of people that care about me, but at the same time, man, some people, some of you motherfuckers, I swear, some of you motherfuckers will smile on my face, and I know that. I had that happen today, actually. Somebody who thought was... I don't know. I don't know what's going on with her. I'll get to that later. But, um... So, and I learned, like, that I can get out of this. I'm not in that box no more. You know what I mean? I'm out of that box. I'm removed from that box. I'm a better version of Scotty Watson. I'm a better version than I've ever been of myself. You know, so, it that makes me happy. And it makes me happy when I see other people trying to get help, too. Because I'm just like, bro, like, bro, you could do this shit, bro. Talk, I'll talk to you. What's up? Anything you want to know, bro, I'll let you know. What's up? You know what I mean? Like, because I like seeing doing seeing people good do i like i like doing people see good i like seeing people do good um i um i also noticed there's people in my life that i've have, have spoken about before people in my life who don't want me to succeed and you can tell by the way they act and there's some people that i have to distance myself from because they just cause too much bullshit and i don't i can't deal with it you know so all in all i'm proud of myself i'm happy with myself and i don't think it always hit me really I don't think it's all hit me as hard as it is it's going to. Like, just to think about what I actually accomplished. Like, I don't know. It might hit me right now. I'm talking about it. Jesus Christ. Like, what I came back from. Like, I've done a whole year of sober and having my life straight. I own my own company now. I have this podcast. I have great people. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so. No, I think I'm a, I would like to see myself as being a success story. So, yeah. But, so I want to. I guess in tune, I want to thank the counselors at First Step Recovery. I want to thank the people that were around me that still had my, never were pushing with me. I want to believe, I mean, I, I, want to, I want to thank the people that have been in my life and then stayed there throughout everything. And I know they genuinely give a shit about me. You know, the T-Mars, the Lilies, the, you know, you know, I can name more. But, you know, if I don't, you don't hear your name, bro, you know, don't take it all personal. You feel me? You know what I'm saying? But um, I think those people, those people know who they are. Thank those people that were there and they're willing to help. And were that have shown that they are truly, you know, genuine people. You know what I mean? Like I am. So I want to thank those people. I also want to thank these same people for not believing all the shit that Sean, we all know what Sean's talking about, 
was running around saying about me last year. I want to thank you guys for that, for not feeding into that. The other ones that did, fuck them. They ain't shit. They bitch niggas anyway. You feel me? They was never gang, gang, gang. They was never one of us, as Drake would say. Um, but yeah, so that, like, it's just, you know, I, I'm grateful for what I have now. I, I bought my first car. Got stolen. <laughs> it's, so funny. it's funny now because I got another car, but before I was salty. I felt like, and it was so weird because I was like, they're like, they're like, bro, Scott, in council, they're like, Scott, you're taking this so well. I'm like, well, I realized that everything that happens at the end of the fucking world. So, like, I mean, it, it's okay. I can get it. I'll get another one. I'll get another one now. So, you know, I, you know, so, you know, I, I'm just on the up and up, and I want to just keep. Moving forward, progress over everything is my motto, as I always say. Progress over everything, and I want to keep moving forward. So, yeah. That's all I have to say about that, about the whole year thing. Uh, my next segment, I'm, I'm going to read a few pages from my journal real quick. You know, I don't want to keep you guys for too long, because I know we all got lives, too. But you know what? Fuck all that. We on Spotify. We on Spotify. Listen to me anytime. Thanks for listening, guys. Stick with me. Okay. Here's an entry from my journal. It's from 7-6-2020. Seven days sober, first day at residential treatment place. I kind of miss the detox place. Less people, smells better, a lot cooler. Like, this bitch reminds me of summer school. Not just because of the humidity, but the green, the off-green chairs. I'm not fucking feeling the, these new people yet. They seem to like to like me since my sense of humor, though. That's a win, right? No lie. It's kind of hard relaxing. Uh, relaxing... A, a, what? I don't know. To be around a lot of people that are way farther down the line than me. Um, can I do 30 days of this? Who knows? But I have to try. Because I'd, um... Because in my own... Because my way wasn't working. Uh, kind of worried that the people may think something has happened to me. I shall have... I should have told someone, but on the other hand... I would have just, I would have just, I would have just talked myself out of going during that combo. I do feel lonely, though. I do miss beer. But I can't let that derail this path I'm on. This will, this will not only show people that I, I value my life. More importantly, I will show, show me that I value my life. <clears throat> Still on 7-6, okay. 7-6, 20 still. Just met my counselor, Mr. Roosevelt. He seems mellow, black guy, older. Uh, he chilled me out with some jazz music. Luckily, he let me borrow his CD player to put in my room. No one else has one. No TVs either. Hell yes, a few a few dudes I'm cool with from Detox are here. Time to bust, some, bust out some spades. Well, after Wilco's. One thing I do enjoy about this this whole thing is feeling of not being judged. We all have made our mistakes and are brave enough for, for taking this first step. I'm proud of myself. I deserve a better life. All I gotta do is deserve what deserve that and all I gotta do is believe that and believe in myself and I will not only make it through this, I can address and deal with with my largest fears. Seven six twenty twenty. First group here. Who is an addict? Well, everyone in this room, laugh out loud. When, when, when did we seek help? When we seek help, we were only looking for the, uh, for the absence of pain. 
Seven six still. Damn, I was writing a lot. Seven six. Don't get hard on yourself. It's your first meeting with these new people. You will warm up. Don't be scared either. Put the pen down and listen and interact. Stop trying to be the fly on the wall. Share tomorrow. Also, seven six twenty twenty. Settle it in. Gotta love anxiety meds mixed with mixed with melatonin. Prince on the radio. Three groups tomorrow and a meeting with Roosevelt. Did this assignment? Did the assignment? He asked. I think we're going to make a pretty cool counselor-client relationship. My walls are already starting to come down with him. Remember to try to hear him out, Scotty. Calm, defensive shit down. He's trying to help you. You know that. Yes, I do. Well, I'm going to remind you. I'm going to keep reminding you. Laugh out loud. <clears throat> seven seven. One week sober. Day two at recovery recovery center. Seventh day sober. Didn't sleep much last night. Kept having having to piss. Rec time was great today. Felt good to be outside playing basketball. Damn, I gotta get out my mind. Get my get my win back. Can't wait for this group this afternoon. Should be interesting. Dot dot dot. Started to really started to really enjoy groups. I spoke meeting with I spoke. Meeting with Mr. Roosevelt Roosevelt went fucking great. It's only been two days and we are already cool as fuck. He thinks I can make money as a, a comedian. So, okay. The plan is to do these thirty days and then go to Eaton Sober Living Sober Living House. I'm so looking forward to having my own room. I can stay there, work on coaching, work on counseling and stack some money. Uh, just gotta keep pushing forward. Gotta keep this blood pressure down though. The new meds are come come tomorrow. Seven seven twenty twenty. Third meeting of the day, eight PM. What is your higher power? My family is, I think. G O D. The willingness to do something different different doesn't make me a coward. It makes me a, a whole man. <clears throat> Some of us saw the effects of addiction on the people closest to us. We were very dependent on them to carry us through life. We felt angry and disappointed and hurt when they, they found other interests, friends, and loved ones. We regretted that the past dreaded the future and weren't too thrilled about the present. How do I feel about that, Scotty? How do you feel about that, Scotty? Mm -hmm. I know it hits home right um, hits home hits home right on the dot. Normally I would refuse this, but now isn't the time for that. Now is the time for the truth. I've hurt and depended on a lot of people. I have apologized and accepted that. I was can be an emotional terrorist at times. Tons of pride and no dignity. Seven eight twenty twenty. New meds seem to be doing the trick. My chest, no chest pressure. Worked out today in the gym. Nothing too serious. Just some cardio. Felt great. Burning the calories, sweating, and definitely helped me with my mental cravings. Hmm. I've gained almost twenty pounds in two weeks. Good thing, bad thing. I don't know. Maybe I can get some some muscle out of it. Cut no corners. I'm always afraid. I'm always going to either look weak. I'm always afraid that I'm always I'm either gonna look weak, look stupid, or be hurt. Tonight's speech speaker was amazing, Dustin.
7-9-2020. Friday has been seen to be extremely boring around here. Only one evening group and a speaker. The rest of the time is just... Boring, monotonous bullshit. Yeah, I'm angry. Letting myself open my mouth. Getting into a minor tiff with a gentleman about an hour ago. Wasn't really over nothing. What does this man have to do with my sobriety? Nothing at all. I have to remember why I'm here. I need to stay focused. As I can tell, the weekends are going to be the most problematic for me. Too much free time. So I need to fill this time. Hmm. I could find a book. Well, finish the book I just started. I could start working out in, in my room. I'm going to start tonight. So sit-ups, 20 push-ups, run in place for two minutes, and read three chapters. Let's see how it goes. I mean, all I have is time, right? This speaker is very loud and blunt about his point. No problem with it. Just tired. I'm feeling him, though. The streets are undefeated. Literally. The streets are undefeated. The drink is undefeated. Coke is really fucking undefeated. <laughs> I remember writing that. Coke is really undefeated with me. <laughs> hmm. I don't have... I don't have to like the truth, but I do have I do and will accept it. Uh-oh. I've lost my place. Hmm. I'm craving beer less and less, but I I would like one. I really want a cig. Sitting about Sitting at about 170 pounds now. Gained almost 20 pounds in 9 days. Strange, but that doesn't help with cigs, beer, and coke are cut out. Plus eating pretty well. I keep finding myself looking out the, the window thinking, what am I missing? I don't want to miss this or that. Fuck that. I remind myself I am I ain't missing shit that I, haven't, that I, I won't be there after I get myself together. You're, you are where you need to be, Scotty. Never fucking forget that. Never lose sight of that. This It's my fault for being here in the first place. No more excuses. I accept that. But in a way, I'm glad I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Remember, Scotty, just because you've been sober for nine days, got some shelter and food, doesn't mean that you're, that mean all of a sudden you know everything. Stay humble and remember where you were before this. Stay strong. Hold it together, but never forget that th that this isn't over. Far from it. So stay on track. <clears throat> Seven nine twenty twenty. Today BP is extremely high. Blood pressure. They just gave me more meds about, but I'm scared. Like really scared. The BP and anxiety meds should relax me, but I need to get this under control. I'm really lucky to have the meds in this in this far. Okay, I'll stop there for now. So yeah, that was my first, uh, you know, first couple entries or whatever. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I'm definitely gonna keep going. I'm gonna read some more as my uh, podcast, um, you know, continue. So yeah, but um, thanks for listening, guys. It's, you know, it's amazing as always. Stick with me. I love you guys so much for all the, you know, the the, the feedback and all that stuff. And hopefully, I can get some more new people. I'm gonna tag some new people in this too, because I want some people. We want to try to reach out to some more people. So yeah.
Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your Sundays. Let's all make tomorrow a really good-ass day. I'm going to jump on some more Mental Health Mondays tomorrow. So, yeah, I'm going to kick with it. Peace, guys. Love you. Have a good night.